Hello, and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together, we are sharing ideas that we believe will help grow stronger, healthier families that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And please leave us a review or like or comment on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Nikki Golly. And, you know, before I get into this, I'm going to say this is going to be a punny, fun conversation. <laughs> Because Nikki is a nutritionist and health coach with a focus on helping adults with constipation. She is on a mission to help families experience the healthiest and happiest versions of themselves. She's silently suffered from constipation for 27 years before she figured out how to heal herself and wants to ensure others don't have to endure agony like she did. She uses the knowledge from her degree in nutrition and many years in a vitamin store to help her clients find relief and healing faster. She's taken her knowledge to the next level with constant learning and helping her clients to find quick relief and true healing from constipation and its many symptoms. Thank you very much, Nikki, for joining us. And as someone who has suffered from constipation, but probably not quite so silently as you may have, um, welcome to the show. And we're very glad to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. This has been fun so far. Exactly. For those of us, for those of you who are listening right now, we always have a little pre-conference, right? And that pre-conference gets us warmed up, gets us ready to go. And then we always have some laughs and giggles before. So it's always fun to get on camera and you guys are like, wait, what happened already? And we're like, well, you know, we had that little bit of fun. We stuff. might, we might get there. It'll probably come up again. It probably will. Anyway, Nikki, if this is so important, you know, I'm being serious about this just for a minute. We have already talked about in previous shows how nutrition is super important for our families. And we also know how decluttering and having clean space is important for our families so that they can really connect and communicate. And then when we talk to you, it's like, you know what? It is actually part of that whole nutrition and diet and feeling better is making sure that people know about your topic, constipation. Yeah. So go ahead and give us a little bit, you know, we know why you do, you know, uh, we read your bio, but what yep. you already answered that question. I am so sorry. I'm I am flustered this morning. Let her talk <laughs> a little while. Exactly. No, it's it's amazing. It, constipation is so important. It's such it's such an under talked about but important conversation. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have a conversation with you guys today. It's just kind of bringing that up. I was never from a household that it was a quite like we didn't talk. It was not that that's what it was. I just didn't know that pooping wasn't once a week was not normal nor healthy. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know. The conversation was never there to be had, be like, oh, you're supposed to, do you know you're supposed to poop two to three times a day? And if you're not, then there's something wrong. And I think that's really important just to have that, just kind of bring that conversation up. And that's one of the things that's why I dubbed myself the like constipation queen here. Like, let's talk about this. Let's bring conversation. Let's bring levity. And I mean, kids, you, you talked about before, it's just kids love to talk about poop. Like, let's bring that conversation up. Let's have that conversation just so they know like, hey, oh, so I am not pooping. Like, oh, I... I pooped like three days ago and I haven't pooped since like, oh, maybe, maybe this is something I should talk about with my parents or maybe it's someone that I confide in or um, just someone around me just to kind of open up that conversation. 
Yeah, but being just such a natural process that when you poop, you poop, that you don't think that taking care of that intentionally, putting that on a schedule, why why would you do that? Why would you need to, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you eat, most people eat three times a day. If you're eating something and it's not coming out, then where is it? It's stuck inside. There's something amiss. There's something that you're either eating that your body doesn't agree with, or you're not eating enough of the right things, or there's a, a quite a few different reasons why people get constipated, but it's just having that conversation like, Hey, do you know that this is not okay? <laughs> it's like diarrhea. Diarrhea is more talked about because it's more urgent. Yeah. So people are like running to the bathroom. So yeah, you're you like, hey, why have. did you run to the bathroom? Yeah, there's there's the Hershey shuffle. Oh gosh, I gotta yeah, get I mean, that's like obvious. You can see that, but constipation, it's more of a silent suffering for a lot of people because they're like, oh, what where'd so and so go? Oh, they've been in the bathroom for an hour. Like oh okay again silent but unless you're aware or have someone aware that you're missing for an hour then yeah yeah I I actually had a friend who um who got into a relationship with a lady who had a son who only went like once a week and it was obvious to them because they told him they stopped allowing him to flush the toilet because the poop was so big that it wouldn't flush and so every right. time he went to the bathroom, he clogged the toilet. So they just told him, hey, don't flush. And they would come and take it and throw it away. And wow. when Brian got there, he actually wow. he actually like bribed the kid to start pooping once a day. He actually started paying him every day to go to the bathroom. And once the kid got that started and it started working, mm-hmm. then he eventually brought that back. But yeah, he, the, the whole family had no idea. They were dealing with it in different ways. And so someone with just- yeah. a little I mean, that's, that's a way to do it if, if the kid knows, or if it's like a mental thing. It sounded like it was more of a mental thing. If you could bribe them out of it, then right. it was like, a, oh, hey, I can go to the bathroom every day if you force me to, or if you pay me to. Yeah. Oh, I get a buck <laughs> if I go to the bathroom. I'm going to go do that. Oh, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get another buck. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So, yeah. Exactly. And hey, you know what? Motivation. Motivation works. Yeah. And, you know, that goes back with all of our learning that we are doing here as families. It's like, how do you get through this if someone is constipated, if your child is young and doesn't understand? So setting a schedule, setting sticker charts and stuff. You know, I, as you get ready to potty train your child, how do you do that? You do that by taking them on a regular basis so they know, oh, yeah, this is, you know, where I go. And yeah. if it gets to the point of over constipation help them get on a schedule and routine. So is that one of the things you would suggest whenever you have a client that says, Hey, I'm having a hard time with this. Yeah. Yeah. Monitor, figure out what is the consistency? Like what, how often are you actually going to the bathroom? Mm -hmm. Then, then kind of some simple tricks like water, drinking more water is key. So little things that they work on with tricks, yeah, sometimes rewards, I mean, reward systems, especially with younger kids, rewards work, <laughs> actually rewards work with all of us kids, no matter what age we are. <laughs> but for little kids, it's it's easier. I mean, the rewards can be uh, a 50 cents or a dollar or opposed to trip around the world or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but re- just kind of 
figuring out what the actual consistency is and then yeah going to the bathroom like okay so you haven't pooped in three days like how much water have you drank like let's first start with things that we can change really easily and then giving your body time like okay let's get up let's go to the bathroom Uh yeah have like trying times I guess like all right let's get your body more regular regularly going to the bathroom yeah. You know, it's one of those things that as a teacher for 27 years in the classroom, I would have the kids come up and say, oh, my tummy hurts. I don't feel very well. And after I got older and more experienced, I had my own kids. That was one of the first questions I asked them. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Is yeah. it maybe you need to just go check it out? Right. Because, you know, there were those kiddos who were trying to get out of work, of course, things like that. Yep. But And there were those that were maybe emotionally upset. So their tummy kind of hurt. But if I could get that first little check out of the way, have you gone to the bathroom recently? Let's go give that a try and then come back to class. And That's try an important more. question. Yeah. Because the parents don't like those phone calls, like come get your kid because they're not feeling well. Well, they should be fine. So, you know, I was trying to be proactive in that teacher role. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's super powerful. And to know to ask those questions instead of like, oh, like, okay, go to the nurse, your tummy hurts. Like, yeah, let's, let's first go through physiological, then mental, like physiological. All right. Have you gone to the bathroom? You need to go to the bathroom first and then come back. Like, okay. And then physiological, like, oh, is it just because we're having a test? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, we, like, we asked, oh yeah, my tummy hurts before it has too. We, we <laughs> talked about this before, and you wanted me to, and you wanted to bring this back up, but this leads right back into the Boy Scouts because the Boy Scouts they had outdoor toilets in the camps and around, name. and their outdoor toilets were called Kaibos. And okay. when children would come up, when the boys would come up after a couple of days of being at camp, and they would be like crying and just just being. I don't want to go home. I don't like being here. We would say go to the Kaibo because Kaibo was an acronym for keep your bowels open. And most of these kids are used to the clean porcelain, beautiful bathrooms. And then they get out into the woods and they have to go into <laughs> these stinky little wooden. And so they don't go and it's like Shed. they hold it. And then after a couple of days, they're just emotional wrecks. They can't mm-hmm. handle it. They, they be, and it's like, no, keep your bowels open, go to the bathroom. And once they do that, then a lot of times they come out and oh, it's like, okay, oh, I'm good. ready to go. They go play. They, they forgot they even wanted to go home. Yep. It makes sense. I mean, when you are constipated physically, mm-hmm. it constipates you mentally which Mm -hmm. is an interesting, so it's that same kind of thing. Like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I can't do anything. I don't feel good. I just, you just, your brain doesn't work correctly. You just don't feel good inside mentally because your body's not moving. So that Kaibo is, when you mentioned that, I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. I've never heard about that, but that is so perfect. (laughs) Because yeah, yeah, once once you have that good bowel movement and get movement, then your brain kind of works better. Everything's like, oh, because it's not stagnant. You have nothing stuck in your brain or stuck in your body that you're like, oh, okay. Right. Let's, and because uh, let's go play. You just slowly start feeling better. It's not like getting hit and like, ow. It's like you just slowly start to lose it so it can so, creep up on you and you might yeah. not necessarily. So again, that's why at the Boy Scouts, the people who were there were like, hey, if when the kids want to go home, if they start getting this, yep. send them off, hand them some toilet paper and say, go. Come go, out when go you're done. Go spend a few minutes in there. Yeah. Yeah. So go, go work it out. 
Yeah. So right there is one of our golden nuggets. We like dropping little golden nuggets throughout our show. Parents, people who are around you, if their behavior and their mood is changing, you might ask them, have you used the bathroom recently? Right? So you have a child who's melting down. You have someone who's not feeling very well. Just check in with them. Because like you said, at the beginning of our conversation, we don't have these conversations and they really should be a little bit more regular so that we all are learning and understanding. They should be process. a little more regular. Yes, they should be a little more regular. <laughs> I know. Good, good catch. Good catch. Yes, we should all be a little more regular. It's very helpful for everything. Yeah. So we talked about being constipated kind of changes our mood and kind of maybe causes problems emotionally and stuff. What is it about it that's happening? Can you give us a little, maybe either scientific kind of thing or nutrition kind of thing? What's going on that's maybe causing those changes? Well, you think of consciously we have thoughts, but subconsciously our body is constantly working. So if we're constipated physically, our subconscious is kind of like, hey, there's something wrong. Hey, there's something wrong. And sometimes your subconscious will take over your conscious mind. That makes sense. Conscious is what you you actually think about. Subconscious is kind of what's happening underneath the surface. So if that uncomfortable or stopped up is happening underneath the surface, it'll kind of take over your conscious mind. So that therefore that thoughts, the clear thinking, that having fun, being bubbly or whatever is kind of stifled because the subconscious is like, hey, hey, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something, I'm not comfortable. This is not okay. And so therefore it kind of slows that cognitive ability down. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So we've covered a lot of the behavioral kind of issues like going to Boy Scout camp or just not doing it or not knowing. What are some other entry points for constipation? Because I, I know sometimes there's food that I eat that makes me constipated, or sometimes it, it's like a series of things that make me constipated. So besides just the behavioral thing, what are what are some other things that you look at for 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 again const, for 27 years? It probably wasn't all necessarily behavioral. There there are other factors. So what are some of the other factors that go into it? Well, just the constipation in general, just being constipated, you're just kind of bloated, miserable, uncomfortable, that type of thing that most people don't talk about. It's like, oh, that, like, oh yeah, this is just a little fat kid. Believe it or not, a lot of the little heavy or quote unquote fat kids are bloated or they're not going to the bathroom. They're not feeling good or they're eating a lot of usually the the ones that you kind of point out processed foods things that don't have a lot of fiber in them a lot all my clients know my favorite f word is fiber fiber is so important are you both what are you gonna say (laughs) my my favorite f word is fiber it is so powerful but people that don't eat a lot of fiber tend to have more constipation that's one of the first things that i do after water again water most of the time it's like you don't even think that you don't drink water unless it's unless it's brought up especially little kids it's like oh it's fun like oh i'm not thirsty like, okay, well, yeah. When was the last time you drank water? Like, uh, never. I don't like water. Right. It's that hydration. You need to hydrate the system. So things like that. But 
coming back to those little chubby kids, like I was one of those little chubby kids. It was not necessarily that I was wanting to be that or that I, it just kind of everything backs up and your body is forced to utilize the nutrition that you have. But yeah, it's low fiber diets, high processed foods. I didn't even have a high processed food diet. My mom had a big garden. We had, she tried to do everything that was right. I mean, but still sometimes you just don't quite know. There was a food allergy. There was something that I was eating that I didn't know that was causing an issue. Nobody knew. It was like, okay, we all love cheese and bread and all these amazing, amazing tasting foods, which it's true. But if your body doesn't process it and your body's allergic to it, it kind of slows everything down, then it's not necessarily good for you. It's not that it's bad because I don't like to label foods good or bad Mm -hmm. because a lot of nutritionists can do that, but things that should be limited or eaten in moderation, that kind of thing. Yeah. I've gone on cheese binges before that have been cheese and crackers for a couple of days. And then it's like incredibly detrimental. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheese and crackers. If you look at the well, cheese container and the crackers, there's pretty much zero fiber in both of those things. Not to mention the cheese itself, because cheese is real high in saturated fats, which makes it taste so darn good. But yeah, it will back you up pretty quickly, even if you're not allergic. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like so many lunches today, so many kids go to school with Lunchables, which are basically just lunches of cheese and crackers. crackers. Yeah. And then they wonder why they don't pay attention in school or they don't feel good or they're not pooping. It's like, oh, can you go back to, did you eat breakfast? That's another one. Besides the Lunchables, it's the breakfast. Ah. What do you? What did you eat for breakfast? Did you eat breakfast? Like, oh, I don't like to eat no. before I get up. Like, oh, there, there's a problem. There's a problem. You need food for fuel. Food is fuel. My business name is Fuel Your Body. I've always been like, food is fuel. You need to think about that as what you're putting into your body. So it helps parents as well as kids. I mean, there are things that you can do that still taste good or still fun, like Uh oatmeals. Or I mean, you can put fun things in it. It doesn't have to be boring oatmeal with nothing in it. Like you can still have a good fiber rich, good breakfast with lots of protein and fiber and good carbohydrates and stuff, but it'd still be fun with fruits and nuts. And I've had a good friend for the last 20 or 30 years. And, and at first it was actually, it was kind of funny and then kind of irritating. And now it's just kind of a thing, but every time he ate like 30 minutes to an hour after he ate, he's like, Oh, stuff's coming in. It's pushing the stuff out. So he, every time he ate, he would Within an hour, he's like, oh, I feel it coming in and it would push in the next load out. So he would eat and then settle and then go to the bathroom. So it it was irritating for me because we would be out doing stuff and we we, would go somewhere and and half an hour to an hour later, he's like, oh, got to stop. And right. But it was it was those people like it was slightly jealous of people like that because my plumbing does not work that clockwork. No, I'm, I'm pretty much a once a day guy. I, once in a while, if I eat a lot, but yeah, I'm, I'm a once a day guy. <laughs> See, yeah, it's, it's a good conversation. Yeah. I mean, one yeah, day is she kind of got it there. She's almost blushing. Yeah. Here. Guys talk shit I know. day long, you know, 
Bud's burgers and, and stuff like you know that's what we talk about you know? it's so important it's so important at least once a day i mean ideal is they say two to three times a day but at least once a day is good that so at I least things a particular are diet once where it it became like an every two or three day thing but that's because mm. i was only eating meat and towards the end of that, I, I digested meat very well. So there actually wasn't all that much byproduct. So yeah, on the meat only diet, I ended up not going as often, but there just wasn't as much coming out. But other than that, yeah, yeah, I would say carnivore diets, again, back to my favorite F word, carnivore diets, there's not much, there's no fiber in meat. So there's right. not things roughage, they say, to kind of push things through to keep things moving. Yeah. And sometimes it works really good for people. Everybody's body's slightly different, but a lot of people, I have you heard that quite type, a bit. Like I, part of our diet. Yeah, I'm I'm O positive, and so with the O blood type, it's like I I can handle the meat mm-hmm. the meat diet. An AB person would yeah. not want the all meat diet, but as a as an no. O person, I can handle. I yeah, I, I go into ketosis really really yeah. easily, so it worked really yeah, well. Yeah. And again, we're talking personal experiences. We're talking from a nutrition aspect, but you know, whatever you're hearing is like, make sure you do what's right for you and your body. And if you have any questions, talk to your medical, talk to your people that you trust in this, right? We just want to share tips and tricks and things that are really helpful across the board. Yes. Yeah. 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 And kind of our diet's good, but you said you did it for a time period. It's not a complete way of life that you eat just meat completely all the time, every day for years and years, right? Um, I, did it, I did it for eight months twice. Okay. About a year and a half. Totally. Yeah. The break in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually pretty good. Your body, your body handled it really well. I, I'm a O, o positive, my blood type and yeah, meat and vegetables, like my body grains and not quite so good cheeses even though i love them my body does not really like them (laughs) i love corn but it is like a super sugar for me i eat a little bit of corn i gain a lot of weight so oh interesting yeah it's kind of that give and take kind of knowing what foods work for you and what foods don't and kind of the mentality behind it too sometimes there's a lot of emotional, you talked about emotional when it comes to constipation, but there's a lot of emotional food triggers. People can't eat food or can eat a lot of food because of an emotional thing. Like sometimes people that were born and raised in the Midwest where you grew corn all the time, it was either you could, they could eat corn really easily or their body would blow it up if the sight of corn almost. Exactly. So it's mental as well as physical. It's amazing at how, how intertwined the digestion and the brain is mm-hmm. like, we think of our brain, we think of everything in our head as far as thoughts, but our second brain is our gut. Yes. And it can take over just like if you're constipated and your brain's not really working, you're like, okay, have you gone to the bathroom lately? Like, no. Okay. It's because your second brain's taking over and saying, Hey, something's wrong. Yeah. The something first, needs the first to the first cells after conception, the first several cells, they split into three parts and they become the brain, the heart, and the gut. So the first, the very first parts of the body are the brain, heart, and gut that are that are developed. Very connected. And and they're the same, they're the same kind of cells. So your gut cells and your brain cells are very similar. So when I hurt my head, traumatic brain injury, 
I had to do a lot of diets. I, I had so uh, nutrition experts, brain experts. So there's a lot of the stuff that you're talking about. I know quite a well, because I had to go, I had to go through it. Yeah. Firsthand experience, which is better, sometimes better or worse than a lot of professionals, just because you experienced it yourself. Yeah. But that's, that's some major, major things that people don't know about with, with brain injuries is it does massively affect your gut. Yes. Microbiome and it throws off kind of everything. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of gut biomes and constipation, there are certain also medical interactions. So it's like if you start to take there's a lot of antibiotics because it messes up your gut biome, it will send you into constipation. But those are more acute reasons instead of the uh, the chronic. So you came at it from a chronic. So, yeah, in the acute things, it's just like people occasionally get constipation. Is that is that as big of a problem? Is that still as important to to look at? Or do you just work more with people who more chronically like haven't figured it out yet? More chronic is the majority of my clientele, but with it depends on how how constipated they are like how like occasional it's like oh it's occasional but it's like once a week like that's not technically occasional in my my realm I would say occasional constipation would be like once a month or sometimes going on vacation I know that does it for a lot of people being out of your comfort zone in different places that that's not necessarily a major unless you travel all the time and that's kind of your way of being then there's then there's a little bit of a wiggle room with that but I would say yeah once a month constipation or especially women overshare if you're a man listening but women especially around that time of the month, their moon, the hormones will change either diarrhea, constipation, that type of thing. I would say that's kind of hormonal. That's not something to worry about or really think about a whole lot. But if you're constipated more than once a month, then it's not hormonal rated. You know that it's like, oh, okay, I'm constipated. I'm going to start my period in a couple of days. Like that's, that's a, that's a different, that's different. All right. So if someone is constipated, what are some yeah. tools you, we're, we're talking about right now? We're kind of talking about more long-term fixes. What are some like short-term fixes? Like right now I've been constipated. I'm having I'm trouble super going, super uncomfortable. Help me now. And it's like, it doesn't come out very easily. What are, what are some? Great question. First thing, water. Drink a lot of water because most of the time we haven't. And it can help no matter what's happening, even if it's not going to fix it, water, number one. And then number two, my favorite thing for like occasional or people that are going on vacation, that type of thing is magnesium. Magnesium is a mineral that is used in actually over 600 different reactions within the body. It is so important. And magnesium pretty much comes from green leafy veggies and nuts. And the standard American diet or pretty much most of the world does not eat enough green leafy veggies and nuts. So magnesium, the only thing is I'm a big person with, I love supplements. Supplements are how I got into the nutrition realm, but supplements are not created equal. I would not recommend going to the big box stores and buying nothing in a tablet ever when it comes to supplements, okay. I don't recommend anything in a hard tablet because the binders that keep them tablets are usually so strong. Your body doesn't break them down. 
or they just don't utilize them well. But my favorite is, uh, and I rarely make brand claims, but for magnesium, um, natural vitality, calm, C-A-L-M, calm magnesium powder. It's actually a powder you mix in water. Again, you're drinking more water. Yay. But that calm magnesium is amazing. And so magnesium is a muscle relaxer. So not like a drug muscle relaxer, but it relaxes your muscles. It makes you feel really good, but your internal organs are also muscles. So when you take a good dose of magnesium, it'll relax all your muscles, whoop, constipation gone. Yeah. Love magnesium it. is so part of my brain stuff is I had my, my DNA tested and I know that I have a problem with magnesium. So when I get stressed, the magnesium in my body just goes away. So I, yeah, I actually, and that I actually happens to most people. I actually supplement quite a lot with yeah. magnesium. And okay. if I get too much, yes, it is it. So there are different kinds of magnesium. So there's like magnesium citrate, there's magnesium nitrate, there's a couple of so, glucosamine. Yeah. So so yeah. some of those have a more immediate effect and some of them don't don't affect that so much. So what is there a difference in the magnesium that you would recommend for when people are Well doing the that? reason why I like the calm magnesium powder is it's a magnesium citrate mm-hmm. but it's um with ascorbic acid. So it becomes an ascorbic acid, um, forgetting the word, but it actually changes when it mixes with the water, it actually changes to more absorbable amount of magnesium. Okay. So it's like a combination of magnesium citrate and magnesium oxide. That's what it is. Okay. Magnesium citrate and magnesium oxide. So therefore it's like that fizzies and it's amazing for that constipation or kind of muscle relaxing, that kind of thing. There's a magnesium three innate. That's actually a pretty good one. You don't find that as often, but that's kind of like a more over good for brain, good for gut, good for like kind of everything. It's actually more in the, I want to say almost pharmaceutical realm in the magnesium three and eight, but the ones, the citrates, again, as long as you stay away from tablets, capsules are okay. But tablets, I wouldn't recommend for anything when it comes yeah. to supplements. The little gel caps, those are usually pretty good. The gels, that's what you're talking about. Caplets. It gel- depends sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Stay away from the hard ones, but if you can't do a caplet. Yeah. Then- the, the, gel, the gel caps. Yeah. It depends on what it is. Sometimes if it's like a fat soluble, they'll have it in gel caps, like fish oils, that kind of thing. Cause you can't really make fish oil a powder, but yeah, soft gels, it depends. They're usually better. I can't say that across the board, but because there's so many. This is going to sound kind of funny. I'm going to bring humor back into it. Uh So I don't really know if this is going to work for everybody. But this summer, I found out that if I drink like two liters of root beer, It's like drinking a lot of magnesium. I if root two beer two liters of root beer. Root beer. If I like drink a two liter bottle of root beer, I am going to be heading for the bathroom like in a hurry. So um, and hyper because there's a lot of sugar in two liters of root beer. Um, I didn't know. I didn't notice that so much, but I, I really yeah, like root beer. You didn't notice it too much, Bev. Well, <laughs> everyone else around you did. <laughs> maybe maybe I talk too much, but I do that anyway. Oh, <laughs> guilty, guilty sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, that is that is awesome because now we have some, you know, 
immediate kind of help out water and the magnesium, get that going. And then whenever someone is with you in your program, what other kinds of things do you have setting them through or work them through to make sure that this is a longer solution. Yeah. Cause it's not like people can watch this and go, Oh, I'm going to do that, do that, do that. So what right. is it? What, how do you, keep yeah, no, it's- what is it that you actually, how do you help people? So one of the biggest things we work with is doing the little tricks, but consistency, okay. being consistent with certain things, learning what foods to eat, learning how they react with the body, and then figuring out if there's allergens, if there's a specific food that the person's eating that has having issues. So first thing I usually go through is the quick release stuff. Hey, you're constipated. It's important that we get things moving first. That's like your water, my favorite F word, fiber, magnesium, those types of things. Even there's certain things that you can do within the body, like a belly massages, that kind of thing, get things moving. Even, um, <laughs> you, uh, one of my favorite commercials, I don't, most people, some people know about it now, but it's a squatty potty. Yes. Basically putting your body in a position that's ideal for pooping. That's another thing. Sitting on the toilet is not how we have pooped for millennia. That's a new thing. Having a toilet and having indoor plumbing is great. But if we're putting in our our body in a position that's not normal to actually poop, Uh that makes a difference too. So first thing I do is get people actually getting movement, using some tricks, moving that type of thing, and then finding the underlying cause. Like why were you constipated? Why are you constipated in the first place? Let's figure out what your triggers are. Let's mentally use the brain. Again, we're talking about brain, using the brain to help you get over it quicker, even get rid of allergies, that type of thing, which is amazing. But finding out what the true cause is, is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, simple. so weird side. So as you were talking, so things run through my head. So I, I remember movies. So there's this movie called Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck and he ended up being traded <laughs> to Japan and oh. his interpreter, when he gets into his room, he's like, okay, well, let me show you how to use the bathroom. He's like, I think I can figure out how to use the toilet. Right. And he goes into the bathroom and he walks back out and he comes, looks at the interpreter. He's like, okay, you got to show me how to use the toilet. Because in Japan, a toilet is this flat thing on the ground in a bar. And so you basically just kind of squat over the ground. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is yeah, the so, ideal position, actually, to go to the right. bathroom. And so, you know, the, the whole Asian squat, the reason all the Asians can, can do that so easily is because that's how they go to the bathroom. So it's like, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a, so, it's yeah, a normal that, position. That, that squatting position is so much more yeah. natural. It is. If you think about it, that's, I mean, if we didn't have a porcelain throne to sit on, what would you do? Squat. If you were outside, if you're camping, camping. you have to squat. Yep. You're right. What are you going to (laughs) do? Exactly. Be be natural, be healthy. All right. Dig a hole. (laughs) Cover it up. (laughs) Sanitary is still helpful. (laughs) we have been having so much fun and you have been such a delight to have even though this topic sometimes can be embarrassing for people like me you know but before we wrap up is there something else that we haven't touched on that you really wanted to touch on or talk to the audience about today um well one of the things I wanted to offer was um a conversation with me I do a I don't know if you have a link for it I have a link but um a 
15 minute conversation. If you have just, hey, a question like, hey, my kid's doing this or hey, I'm experiencing this. Like, please give like get on my calendar. Let's do a free 15 minute conversation. Even just like a health analysis, just, hey, what's kind of, again, I try to make it really fun and easy and lighthearted conversation. Poop's super important. Everybody does it. It's not something that should be shameful or anything negative. So just kind of bringing levity to the conversation, even how to have the conversation with your kid. Like if that's something that's important, like jump on the call with me, let's kind of work through it, figure out what's exactly happening. I think that's really, really important just to kind of give that offering. Cause I think again, not not everybody is as comfortable talking about poop as I am. So let's let me let me help you essentially. Oh, that that reminded me of one more funny show that I thought of. Earlier. Yeah, in, in Two and a Half Men, there's this episode where their son, that their boy, is just being yeah. really moody and grumpy and won't talk to anybody. And the two guys are trying to figure it out. And they're what do we do? What do we do? And and the maid is like hey it was a mom it was a mom's like hey you need to do this you need to do this and finally after a while the she like gives the kid a, a like a bottle of prune juice and the guys don't know it. and after a while he comes out he's all happy he's all and she's all like what's going on why are you so and and bertha like hands the guys the thing of juices like i gave him this he just needed to go to the bathroom and so See? yeah, yeah. So maybe sometimes those moody mm-hmm. teenagers who don't want to talk with you just need a bottle of prune juice. <laughs> exactly. Or some magnesium. Like, hey, let's let's all do magnesium shots as the family. That's what I that's what we have in my house. I have all these like cups and stuff. I'm like, shots with Nikki. It's either like vitamin C or magnesium. <laughs> I'm uh way it's like yeah, Echinacea, shots with Nikki. Yay. Echinacea tinctures <laughs> over there too, right? I love it. Because that, yeah, keep things moving. Because again, you mentioned teenagers. Mm-hmm. Teenagers are, when you become a teen, that's when the hormones like go crazy. That makes a perfect logical sense is hormones are crazy. They're backed up. So they're, they're extra moody. Yeah. So a bottle of prune juice, some extra magnesium in the house. Like yeah. let's just dose everybody. So they don't feel awesome, like that you're there singling out like let's let's all do shots of magnesium we all need to relax a little bit yeah. <laughs> I yeah. so, love so it. our parents really need to start talking shit with their kids and, and it's important exactly 100 <laughs> percent. oh my golly honey all right nikki tell us out loud even though everything will be in the show notes tell us out loud has the best way for our parents and our audience to get a hold of you the best way is my website the number two fuelyourbody.com the number two fuel f-u-e-l-y-o-u-r-b-o-d-y.com fuelyourbody.com love it love it love it all right this has been a wonderful conversation nikki you are a delight thank you for making this conversation and fun and audience i hope you have enjoyed this as much as we have and that you are picking up those nuggets as you're listening through the store through the story through the hour make sure you're implementing them so your family can grow to be happy healthy and successful and make sure they're the gold nuggets not the brown nuggets (laughs) i knew you were gonna say something about that 
And keep smiling. That's another thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep smiling. All right, everybody. Thanks for being with us. And we will talk to everybody later. Bye, Bye for now. now.